Sometimes you're prospecting in just the right place. Sometimes you are prospecting on the wrong street, in the wrong city, in the wrong county. Nobody's listening to you. What really matters in order to generate success based upon selling insurance is that you have to, you have to prospect in your prospect's sweet zone, comfort zone, sweet spot. Are you doing it? If not, you're probably spinning your wheels right now. If you are prospecting in ways in which you're not really resonating with your prospect, you're probably spinning your wheels right now and you're not getting the kind of results that you want. In this episode, we're going to be talking about how to begin prospecting in the way that your prospect feels comfortable with you so that they give you what you want. Because frankly, at the end of the day, isn't that what prospecting is all about? That's what we're going to do on this episode of the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast. Stay tuned. What's up, Permission Nation? My name is Charles Specht, and I teach insurance agents how to quote less, win more often, and build a $1 million or more book of business through signed broker of record letters. Whether you're a brand new producer just starting out or you've been grinding it out year after year, you're in the right place to learn how to grow your book. I teach insurance producers my step-by-step 12X framework that helps you get the incumbent agent fired and you hired. After all, why waste time quoting when you can win with one signature? If you're looking for a proven system to help you 12X your book of business, then visit my website at www.12x.club to see how it's done. Otherwise, kick back, turn up the volume, And remember, quoting is for the week. This is the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast. Hey everybody, Charles Specht here, host of the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast, and I'm glad you are with us today. As I mentioned in the intro, we're going to be talking about prospecting, and we're going to talk about your prospects, and we're going to talk about the sweet spot of figuring out how your prospect wants to be communicated with. And so I had a couple of different titles that I was just sort of thinking about in regards to what this specific episode was going to be about. One of them was how to prospect where your prospect is, how to prospect where your prospect is. But I think I'm going to end up with prospecting in your prospect's sweet spot, prospecting in your prospect's sweet spot. Now, maybe you played baseball when you were a little kid or softball or whatever it is that you played. And when you swing the bat and you connect with the ball, Sometimes you hit the ball too far in on the bat or too far towards the end, and it hurts your hands. And frankly, if you ever played baseball when it's cold out in the winter, that really hurts when you don't hit the ball in the right place on the bat. But there's probably other times where you swing the bat and it's almost like just sweet music. The ball hits the bat at just the right angle, at just the right spot, And it just takes off. It flies off and it feels good. Like it is the sweet spot. Look, when you're prospecting for your prospects, what you need to do is you need to say things to them in the right platform where they're at with the right script so that you are hitting the sweet spot. If not, you're going to hurt your hands. You're going to hurt your hands, if you will. Sometimes when we would swing the bat and we get hit too far onto the bat, it's that we got hit on the hands, too much on the hands. You don't want to be prospecting and get hit on the hands. You want to find the sweet spot. You want the sweet spot. It's Charles, what does this mean? What are you talking about? All right, here's, here's where I'm going with this. 
You might like to prospect in certain ways, such as making cold calls, for example. Maybe that's your thing. Or maybe you are saying, you know what, I like to do walk-in visits. Or maybe you're saying, I like to do social media. Or I'm just kind of one of those introverts. I don't like to get out of my cubicle, and so I'm just sitting there doing email all day. Or maybe you're another one who just says, I always just work with you know current clients and centers of influence, and I get referrals. Whatever it is. That's great. I am glad that you know what you like to do and how you want to prospect. The problem is, is is that how your prospect wants to be prospected? That's a big question. How does your prospect want to be communicated with? If you are prospecting with cold calls, because that's what you like to do, but your prospects typically are not willing to actually take the phone call, then you are going to starve. You're going to be poor. In fact, you're not just going to be poor, you're going to get fired because you're not going to be able to sell anything. Nobody's going to want to buy anything from you because you're not talking to anybody. See, the problem is, is that you are prospecting and you're getting hit too much on the hands. You need to be able to find the sweet spot with your current prospects so that you are prospecting in the right zone, in the sweet spot of the prospecting bat, if you will. If you can figure that out, you're going to become a millionaire. I absolutely believe it. The problem is that we do not often know exactly where that spot is at. And so we struggle, we struggle, we struggle. And frankly, unfortunately, lots of salespeople do not take the time to stop to begin evaluating what's working, what's not working. Unfortunately, they just keep plugging away, doing the same thing over and over and over, getting the same results. And then they think something's wrong with these people. Uh, cold calling's dead. Cold calling doesn't work anymore. And they, be, they begin to blame the platform rather than the what I really think should be the issue is that they just are ignorant in regards to the prospect's sweet spot. So what's your prospect's sweet spot? It's going to be different for each person based upon a number of different factors. If you're going after law firms, for example, then I know this from a property and casualty standpoint, that your first point of contact is not going to be an attorney on the firm. It's quite likely going to be the office manager, someone who actually runs the entire office. That's probably who's going to be the first person that you need to actually deal with. And that's probably going to be the person that, you hand, that you're working with through the entire process. And it might even be that you never get a chance to actually sit down with the decision maker until the very end. That might be the problem. You're trying to figure out how to prospect maybe to the, the head uh, attorney there, but that's not really the person. Maybe you're trying to prospect with cold calls, but that person's never going to answer their telephone because they don't like it. I may have said this to you before. I may have not. I don't know, but I'm going to tell you right now. I get lots of phone calls on my, on my cell phone because I use my cell phone out there. I just want to be able to be available for my clients and so forth. I get a lot of, probably like you, solicitations from different people. And if I don't know what your number is, guess what I do with it? I either hit no or I just let it go to voicemail and I just delete it later. I don't have time for it. I don't want to be prospected on my telephone. I don't want to be prospected on my cell phone. I will not buy from you if you call me on my cellular phone, period. You can make phone calls. Phone calls work. It's just that I am not going to respond to you if phone calls is the first way that you reach out to me. I will never buy from you. Why? Because I don't want to be prospected that way. How do I want to be prospected to? I want to be prospected to via email or social media. That's my number one and number two way, if you will. If you reach out to me that way, 
if I like what I see, I will set up a telephone call with you. But the telephone call is not number one. I just don't have time for that. Frankly, I think it's probably because I'm on the phone all day and I don't want to be on the phone more than I have to. So after all is said and done, people who are prospecting to me via cold calls are going to starve. It's not the right sweet spot for me. Might be for others, not for me. Here's a Here's kind of like a major area that I see this with, okay? I want you to think about this for a moment because this might be something that you're doing. You might be prospecting in a certain business or industry that does not have gatekeepers. So maybe you're working on fairly, I'll just use an example, relatively sort of smaller subcontractor accounts. And so there really isn't an office manager. You're contacting them, you're calling, and you're getting the subcontractor directly on the telephone. Good. If that's the size of account that is, you know, where you're working on right now, that's probably what you're finding out. However, when you start working on larger accounts, you're going to realize that you're not going to get the subcontractor on the telephone. Quite likely when you contact them, you're going to get an office manager. Now, the office manager might be the spouse or it might be someone who's unrelated to them, but it's going to be someone who's actually managing the entire office. Therefore, whatever your script is to a small subcontractor is going to have to be completely different than the script that you have to the gatekeeper office manager of a larger subcontractor. The problem, however, is that if you are only willing to do cold calls and you're not good at getting past gatekeepers, then you are going to starve. Are you seeing what I'm saying here? Can you understand it? Is anybody here listening? I mean, after all is said and done, that's what I'm trying to explain to you. If you're prospecting in a way, in an area that is not your prospect's sweet spot, you will starve. So you got to figure it out. This is one of the reasons why I typically tell insurance agents, you need to have a three-prong approach to prospecting. And by that, I mean three main ways in which to prospect. You might want to do walk-in visits and email and telephone calls. Great. You might want to do direct mail, social media, and speaking to centers of influence. Whatever. But you need to have multiple different ways in which to speak to your prospect. Otherwise, you're not going to have success in setting appointments. And if you can't set appointments, you will starve. So that's the issue. I want you to think about that. Here's some of the things that I start to think about is that if I'm making cold calls to a smaller business, I'm likely going to get the business owner on the telephone. If I'm making cold calls to a medium-sized business or a bigger business, I'm not likely going to get that person. Therefore, I'm going to get screened and have a gatekeeper. Therefore, I will have a much smaller hit ratio on cold calling when it comes to those types of an account. Are you a local insurance agent struggling to find markets for your clients? Look no further than Nationwide Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business. So don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. That's nbsbrokerage.com. And by the way, tell them Charles sent you. If, however, I am able to get past gatekeepers, then I'm going to increase my percentage. 
If, however, I can't get past gatekeepers, I better figure out a different way in which to prospect, not doing cold calls. Otherwise, I'm going to starve. So what you have to do is you have to begin kind of utilizing different platforms. you got to find the sweet spot for your prospect. Now, if you have the decision maker's cell phone, wow, you have a lot of things available to you now. And one of the beautiful things about this is that people don't usually just have a cell phone. It's a smartphone. And so they get text messages on it. They can get emails on it. They get a, they get a, um, a telephone call right on it. So Rather than wasting time, obviously, calling uh, the office, you want to call that person on their cell phone. And frankly, I might even tell you that rather than doing that, maybe the first way in which to reach out to that person would be with a text message, a very short text message, one, two sentences long, that's it. It's got to be highly packed with the, the trophy, the reward up front. But the nice thing about it is that we're now prospecting in a way in which there isn't a gatekeeper. I would tell you, just try and prospect in ways in which you can get direct access to the decision maker so that you can bypass the gatekeeper, period. I like making phone calls. I actually think making phone calls works with a lot of different businesses, so it needs to be a part of that. However, email, social media, doing walk-in visits, different things like that can be very, very powerful if you do it right. So I would tell you, you need to start figuring out how can I get direct access to decision makers? I'm always amazed. I always think it's kind of strange. It's sadly strange when insurance agents tell me they don't want to use social media. And my thought is, why not? The the thing about social media is that people tend to use it, whether it's Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn, whatever it is, that's their social media. They're going to be the ones on it there's likely not going to be a gatekeeper who's handling that person's social media. And so when you are connecting with somebody and you're commenting back and forth on a post, on a comment, um, you're sending them direct messages, whatever it is, you're getting them directly. When you're sending someone an email, sometimes you might have a gatekeeper in there. Sometimes there might be somebody who is going in there and kind of like weeding stuff out. But I would say nine times out of 10, probably not. It's likely that that business owner, certainly I think until you start getting to a very large accounts, it's likely that that business owner is handling his or her own email themselves. And so you're getting a chance to bypass the gatekeeper by going around them to something that is direct to the decision maker. You will make more money if you can prospect in your prospect's sweet spot. You have to figure out what it is, however. And if you haven't yet figured it out, I can guess right now, you're probably pretty hungry. You're probably starving. Probably haven't sold too much insurance. Probably right now wondering whether or not this is even the right business for you, the right industry. Wondering whether or not you're going to get fired. Wondering whether or not you should put out your resume in other places. Well, I I get it. I know that's hard. And I don't want to seem harsh because I don't want to be harsh. But what I do want to do is tell you that it might just be that you're too focused on prospecting in the way that you feel comfortable rather than how your prospect feels comfortable. I want you to take that to heart because I actually feel that that is a major flaw with a lot of insurance agents. Insurance agents tend to be one-trick ponies when it comes to how they prospect. They are sort of married to one primary way, and they don't really do a lot of other prospecting. They might say, I just do cold calls. And I say, great, how do you follow up? Well, I make another phone call in about a week. Okay, perfect. Then what do you do after that? Well, you know, I wait another week, and then I give them a phone call. 
Uh-huh. And then what else do you do? Well, you know, I might wait then two weeks and then give them a call after that. It's like, really? This is the whole plan? This is your whole strategy. You are placing your entire career and the well-being of your spouse and your kids on this one one platform that's not getting you any results. And it's not like making a dent in your head to realize that there's probably something else that needs to be included in here. You're going to be married to that one way in which to prospect and just sort of exclude everything else that is going to bring about a great result. Does that seem wise? I don't know if that seems wise. I I just, I don't think that's wise. Wouldn't it be better off? Wouldn't it be better? Wouldn't you be better off to have different ways to prospect? Right? Uh, maybe you send an initial email, even if it's to the general email box. I, I send it. If that's what you got, send that thing. Send it to the general email inbox. Now, it better be a good email, by the way. It better not be like some kind of email like, hey, my name is Charles. I'm from ABC Insurance Agency. We're a great agency. We've been around since 1967. We represent 43 different great carriers out there. Really good people. I mean, it better not be that kind of an email. It better be micro-niched. It better be focused on the major problem that they have. And it better just be really clear and concise about how you fix that problem. It needs to be sort of cost savings, price savings, along with something else that incentivizes them to want to actually meet with you because you are an unknown quantity. You're a stranger. You're talking about insurance, something they don't like, they don't want to shop for, they never want to pay for it. They hope they never have to use it. And so it better be really good. But maybe you send that email first. Maybe that's the first way you reach out to these people. Awesome. Send the email. Don't do another thing on it for a week. Wait. Probably sitting in that person's inbox. I've right now got about 100 emails in my inbox. I, I try... I will never be inbox zero. Just, it ain't going to happen. Just will never happen. I always have emails in there. I'm going to get to them, working through them. Everybody has emails that have been sitting in there for a while. Send the email. Follow it up maybe in a week with a telephone call. Maybe follow it up with some social media. Maybe follow it up with a walk-in visit. But you got to follow it up with something. I was just about to sneeze. I'm sorry. I'm moving off to the side. But you got to follow up with something. Otherwise, you're not going to have results that you are wanting to get from your prospecting. And frankly, if you can't find your prospect sweet zone, you're going to keep getting hit on the hands. And I can tell you that if you're always getting hit on the hands when you're swinging a bat, you're not getting hits. You're getting outs. Out, 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 out. You're not getting on base. So it's important then that you find your prospect's sweet spot. Maybe your prospect's sweet spot, based upon what you, what kind of a business you're going after, might be you do walk-in visits, right? I usually say that if it, if it is a business or an organization that welcomes people onto their campus, onto their site, then that might be a pretty good fit for a walk-in visit. Um, if it's the type of business that has like a desk up front where maybe there's lots of different people who might welcome you, and the, the manager or the owner sort of in the back somewhere, that might be pretty good as well. However, if it's the type of business where like there's just security to get through and you know you, you can't even get through unless you get buzzed through, that's normally not going to be a real good fit for a walk-in visit. Just not going to be. So there's only a, a number of different ways in which to prospect, okay? There are things like cold call, email, social media, walk-in visits, sending direct mail, Send a text message, 
Um, you can go to a networking event. You can meet with a client or something like that about uh, centers of influence, try to get referrals. But that's about it. Maybe one or two more. That's about it. There's like eight, nine, maybe 10 different ways in which to prospect. Are you married to only one? Because that's why you're getting the results that you've gotten. That's why. Find out what else works for your prospect and you're going to have much better results. I can guarantee it. I mean, I absolutely guarantee it. I just know it to be the case. So you got to figure it out. So if you're focused on an account that has their welcoming people, that might be really good. If you're focusing on accounts that really don't welcome people, their security and stuff like that, don't do walk-in visits, period. Just don't. Don't waste your time. Frankly, walk-in visits is one of the least scalable ways in which to prospect in the first place. So don't waste your time if it's not going to work. Email works really good. Social media works really good. Telephone calls work really good. Text messaging works really good. There's lots of different ways that work really good. However, there's lots of ways, unfortunately, that you're going to get hit with the gatekeeper. If you can't get past gatekeepers, then try to find a different sweet spot. If you can't, I don't say it again. If you can't get past gatekeepers, stop making phone calls. Stop. Just stop it right now. Stop. Please, please stop it. You are not getting good results. Try to find a different way to prospect. Go start finding them on LinkedIn, on social media, elsewhere. You say, I'm not, I'm not comfortable with it. Well, guess what? You're not getting past the gatekeeper anyway. Try something different. Try something different. So depending upon what type of business you're going after, should then tell you what's a good way in which to prospect. I would usually tell you that if you're going after something professional, white collar, you better be doing email and you better be doing social media, period. I don't care what else you do, but you better be doing those too. If you're going after farmers, please don't think LinkedIn's going to work. Probably not Facebook, probably not Instagram, but probably not social media people. That's just my thought. I mean, that's a generalization, but I just can't imagine, you know, too many farmers out there spending a whole bunch of time on LinkedIn. It's not the sweet spot. Just not. So you need to find the sweet spot for the prospect you're going after. Based upon generalities for that type of business, what do you think would be a better way to reach out to them? And what would be a way that you don't want to reach out to them? Based upon those factors, you should be able to find the sweet spot. And again, after all is said and done, if you're not good at getting past gatekeepers, stop prospecting in ways where there's likely a gatekeeper. If you can't get through it, find a different way. I mean, I, I would assume that makes sense. If it doesn't make sense, maybe I haven't articulated it very well. However, I actually think I did. And if it doesn't make sense, it's on you. It's on you. I, I just, I don't know what else to tell you. But you need to find your prospect's sweet spot. Think about how you, you like to be prospected too. I like to be prospected, email and social media. Those are the two primary ways I love to be reached out to. If I like it, then I'll follow it up with a telephone call and I'll, I'll say, send me something in the mail and let's set up a meeting and a Zoom and so forth. But it typically starts there for me. Why? That's my sweet spot. 
by the way, if you if you've got something to sell, don't don't reach out to me. I don't have time for it. So, but I'm just telling you that you need to find your prospects' sweet spot, and when you do it, you're going to be well on your way to building a very large book of business to the point in which you, my friend, become a millionaire. My name is Charles Specht. I am the president and CEO of Permission Sales, where I teach and train insurance agents on how to build a $1 million or more book of business through signed broker of record letters. This is the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast.